it's easy to be hot shit in college. That's exactly. I mean, but also that actress is, you know, hot shit just everywhere. <laughs> but I forget her to name. To be clear, Sienna... I would bang that bitch like a Miller. fucking pinky toe. Like, <laughs> I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Sabrina Bradley. And this is Heaving Bosoms. This is the podcast where best friends recap romance novels and other kissing media that makes us swoon, snark, and refills our cups. Whether you've read the book or are coming in blind, we'll lay bare every delicious scene and revel in the tropes and subgenres that make romance amazing. All right, listener, strap in and strap on. Headphones are highly recommended. Sabrina, you play the fiddle? Fuck you. <laughs> no, listener, I just okay. got a random out of fucking nowhere picture message from Sabrina that's just a fucking fiddle. With, apropos of nothing, just so a fiddle in a case. Literally every person, because I sent it to like every person I know, right? Because I was super fucking excited I mean, about it's getting awesome. a violin in. And every single response was, you play the violin. Yeah. Or you play the fiddle? And I'm like, am I too old to learn a new skill? Maybe I should learn to play the violin. I mean, like, honestly, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like, wow, look at all those things that I could have learned when I was six. Okay, well, so to be clear, I did play, like, I did viola growing up, right? So, like, yes. this is, it's not out of nowhere. Like, I haven't done it and I haven't touched a fucking string instrument other than a ukulele, which y'all have all witnessed. Well, maybe not all of you, but. A metric fuck ton It's of been them. on the pod. It's been, yeah. it was on an Embrace episode, a song that I wrote. And, wow, throwback. Two. And, and another one. Two. Oh, yeah. yeah because there yeah. was a St. Vincent Day song, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried putting it in your, in the crook? In your beautiful, you loving ukulele? No, your new violin, you dick nose. Oh, yeah, of course. You did? Of course. Do you yeah. have a crook callus yet? You have a jaw callus? Considering it was up there for literally less than a grand total of two minutes, no. Mm. So, well, it's All a right. brand new violin. So, like, I had to, like, put the bridge on and, like, deal with the strings. Okay. Finish. I did violin or I did viola growing up because mm-hmm. violins were just too high pitched for me. It was I couldn't handle it. Oh, and okay. like right next to my ear, like that. I see. Yeah. And so I did viola, which for those of you that don't know is slightly larger and has a lower strength. It's set. a bassier violin. Yes. And it's a little bit bigger, and that's what I did growing up. I did, like, state orchid. Maybe it wasn't state. I don't remember. I was really good, though. And okay. I had stopped doing that when I moved. And then 
did lessons for a little while again towards the end of high school just on my own with a teacher and then i left for college and i haven't touched a fucking violin since or a viola or a cello any stringed instrument except for a ukulele okay or a guitar and i just i said you know what fuck it yeah and i i bought a cheap fucking violin because yeah. I figure I'm not going to be mad if I end up not getting into it because it was like yeah. it was like 80 bucks new. Yeah. And worst comes to worst, I try it. I don't actually stick with it. And then I will just, you know. Then you donate it, it if you need I'll to. I'll fucking donate it somewhere. Yeah. Like donate it to some kid that fucking wants to learn violin. You Here. Hell yeah. Have it. Enjoy. Maybe one day you'll be in some fancy big ass orchestra. Yeah. Or... I actually stick with it. And then in a couple of years, I invest in a really fucking nice violin. And then Sabrina's a fucking fiddler. There there might be I do, nothing I hotter do than a fucking fiddler. Oh my God, y'all. I, since, since getting the violin, like since getting the violin in, I have just been sitting at work listening nonstop to like classical covers of modern popular music and yeah. Sterling and just like rocking it up. It's been yeah. hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to learn the upright bass. Or if I was going to be in a band, I would be the bassist. So those were the I, instruments I was interested in. Not going to lie. I support that. I have always been horny for a bassist. Yeah. I mean, so and if like your the goal was to get bass, me horny for you, hornier for you than I already am. You done know? and done. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. is it. Because here's the thing. The bass, I don't know if everybody with uh, anatomy similar to mine feels this way but a a bass hits me right in the womb <laughs> like it, <laughs> it's just i feel it on like a, on like an evolutionary level i feel like you know <laughs> what is it saying to you what does it tell your womb i mean it's just telling me anything is possible and like maybe rock back and forth a little bit i don't know <laughs> The bass says hump it. Just like a, a just like the tiniest hump. It's <laughs> a little bit of a hump. Just a little bit of a hump. I don't know. Listen, All right. bases are hot. Okay. We have patrons. We have patrons to shout out. Yeah. Yes. I'm super stoked okay. about it. Okay. So, hey, y'all, and welcome to Theo and Natalie C. Katie and Shelby S. Suni G. Is it Suni or Sunny, do you think? We're not doing this again. Well, pick one. <laughs> We're not doing a story graph again, okay? Sunny G and Catherine B. <laughs> Mary Kay and Megan B. Hannah J and Jenna FD. Sophie GC and Amanda W. And Greta CP and Samantha G. Hey, y'all. And welcome to the Heaving Hello. Bosoms Patreon. Thank you so much for supporting us. Hey, do you guess what, listener? For the first time on the podcast in I cannot remember how long, I'm having an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> and I'm oh, feeling it. <laughs> All the I know I've had like four sips of this thing. And oh I just God. don't drink very much anymore. I've had four sips of a hard seltzer, and I'm ready to go. And Wow. Okay, so this was a swashbuckling romp of a good time, and I cannot okay. believe I had never even heard I Did you like it? 
I fucking loved it. Oh my start god! Okay, so listener, loved we are doing it. Stardust the movie. It was a five star mm-hmm. recommendation, and we wanted an easy prep, which is just watching a movie, taking notes. Awesome! And it was oh a five star god. So yeah, we're still perfect. like we're still working through the list. Sabrina, did I tell you? I found out that we have we have three hundred and five reviews on Spotify. I had no idea. I know it came out of nowhere for me. I oh know. my god! Oh my god! How many hey. of those have a recommendation? I, well, so Spotify—that's why I'm saying it. Spotify doesn't let you say anything. They will only allow you oh. to send stars in. So anybody who gave us five stars on Spotify, you know, honor code whatever, just send us an email or a DM or whatever, and let us know the five star rec you want us to cover, and we will put it on the list. I just feel so bad because A, I didn't know about it, and B, they literally don't have a way to tell us if they want to take the, take us up on the bribe, you know? So, yeah. yeah, email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com if you've given us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, and then we will eventually do it. And Boy, patrons get to adding pick. 300, adding 305 bucks to that <laughs> list is going to put us back quite a that would be funny. fun. <laughs> okay, I had never even heard of this movie, and like everybody's in it. I this is one of those love this movie. Yeah, this is one of those movies where somebody would come on the screen, and I would go, "Oh, it's that person." Oh, and incredible, incredible stuff. Yeah, packed cast. All of the performances are fucking pristine, perfect. This is one of the best movies. Like. <sighs> This is one of my top five movies. It's so good. Okay, so Stardust. We open looking at a night sky full of stars and Ooh. our narrator, that Who one is guy. Ian McClellan. Ian yes, McClellan. that one. He says, a philosopher once asked, are we human because we gaze at the stars or do we gaze at the stars because we're human? Pointless, really. Yeah. The important question is, do the stars gaze back? <gasps> Something I've never thought of in my whole life. Oh, my gosh. Deep. I think about it a lot. Coming out I've gate. seen this movie a lot. Right. Right. So a young Ben Barnes is here now. And that was amazing for me. And Ooh, the dad? Yeah, the young dad is a young Ben Barnes. So he is going up to this this gap in a wall, in a rock wall, and there's a geriatric dude standing there being like, I'm the keeper of the wall. This grouchy little old gatekeeper oh my God. is like possibly one of the best characters in the movie. He's perfect. And that's saying a lot. Yeah, agreed. So he goes over and he's like, well, okay, because... Is he the one who wrote to the astronomer to be like, can I get to another dimension if I walk past this wall in England? He is, right? He's the kid? Okay, right. So when he's older, he's like, I need to prove to everyone that this is bullshit. And so let me through that gap in the wall. And the gatekeeper is like, no, I've been guarding this gate for 800 years. I can't let you do that. And so, hundred. <laughs> I know. At this point, he's probably like seventy-four. 
So he's like, yeah, all like, right, I guess. I guess I'll go home. And he fakes him out. And then he runs past and into the gap in this wall. And mm-hmm. he's like, look at me. I'm going into a field. And he's running. And he's now in the magic lands. But he doesn't what? realize it's magic lands really yet. He's just kind of yeah. going. Yeah, because meadows apparently look the same in magic land. Well, and then he shows up to this town. And it becomes a very bizarre. apparent by the wildly intense mini elephant cgis <gasps> in a cage uh that this is a magic world were they also double-headed mini elephants in a cage or were there just many of them <laughs> in there that were cage? two elephants in that cage were there okay all right so it wasn't a multi-headed elephant it's all right because it think, was tiny notice how i say that so confidently <laughs> which means i'm probably wrong <laughs> anyway so he's looking around this marketplace and he spies himself a hottie McHot Hot lady. Boy, and she's, she's in this so blue dress. Hot. And she's she man, she's cinched at the waist and she's, you know, curvaceous at the hip and stuff. And she's got this and dark hair. This hot to knows. trot lady doesn't trade in money. He's looking at these flowers that she's got for sale, and he's like I would like this bluebell. And she's like, you shouldn't take the bluebell. You should take this little white one. Yeah. He's like, how much? And she's like, a kiss. A kiss. Oh, what? But also, also, first he runs into a crone. And the crone is like, I don't have time for this bullshit. You're not a real customer. Like, girl, come over here and man the stall. So she's like, it's a kiss. He's going to go get a pint at the pub. Yeah, yeah. And... So she's like, she points to her cheek and he's like, oh, yeah, all right. And he goes to goes to kiss her on the cheek. And then she turns her head real quick and does a make out on him. And he's oh, into yeah. it. OK. Mm-hmm. Also, this is a glass flower. And she tells him that it will give him luck. We find out later it does mm-hmm. more than that, but mm-hmm. it will give him luck. And then she's like, and then she does hey, tow him into that caravan and has her wicked way. She takes his maidenhead. She does, right? Yeah, uh-huh. like he's stoked about it. And also, we see that she's magically chained to the caravan with a magic chain that you can't break unless you kill that crone. But once you kill the crone, that chain goes away. Magic chain is fine. But anyway, she's like, all I need from you today is some real good dick. And he's like, I've got dick on offer. So let's let's do it. <laughs> Quick question. <laughs> yeah. Do we think do we think he actually had his maiden? Was this yeah. boy a virgin? Yes. This boy had to be a virgin, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like yeah. 17 or something. Like they're both so young. You must have gone to different high schools. No, but I mean, like he's 17. I don't know. It's old. just the way he was looking it's at old her. Timey. Yeah, it was he a sweet look at her. virginal look. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, was adorable. It was so cute. Ben Barnes. How dare you? You know, and also how dare yeah. you be in this film for so short a time? Because now we have a like a nine months later, the geriatric gatekeeper comes to him with a Rops basket, a baby in a basket off on his doorstep because Uh guess what bud you're a dad and the chained lady in the caravan can't keep this baby yeah the the dude says this was left for you at the wall apparently its name is tristan (laughs) so he has a baby now and then we do a big fast forward to when that baby is now 18 can i just say yeah i forgot how dorky tristan looks 
he my comes God. on screen and I'm like, this is the dorkiest meme I've ever seen in my life. I have a big giant soft spot for Charlie Cox, who is the actor. And I only know that because I looked at it and I said, oh, my God, it's Daredevil. And then I had to look up who played Daredevil in Netflix's Daredevil series. And it is Charlie Cox. Anyway, he's so young here and he's so cute and he has the worst haircut maybe imaginable. That's what I'm getting. Like, he oh. is just like, he's such a cute dude. And he's just Ooh. like, I mean, buddy. as evidenced when he gets his lightning bandit glow his up. makeover? Yeah. Holy okay. shit. <laughs> Uh, so, like, when I think of Stardust, I remember him that way. So yeah. when he popped up on screen, I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is this? Yeah, he's got a bad part in his hair. Like, it's a whole <laughs> thing. Well, and so it he's in love with this lady in town. And this is, like, old-timey, right? This is, like, medieval fantasy times, right? Mm -hmm. Not medieval, but... It's like Regency fantasy times, kind of. This is... It doesn't fucking matter. It's We're in history. We're in England, England. times. It's, it's yeah. England times, exactly. Who yeah. do you think we are trying to get specific right? about what is this? Especially when but we're anyway. drunk. Me, I'm drunk. I'm, <laughs> yeah, ma'am, this is... <laughs> it's a, it's this just me. all you. But it feels like a group experience, you know? Anyway, I, it, it he is. loves this pretty, very shallow girl from town. Named Victoria. And she is... Yeah, Victoria, and she it, she knows that she's the hottest shit in that village, okay? Mm -hmm. And she's going to make the most it, of it for To herself. be clear, it's easy to be hot shit in that village that size. Exactly. You know? I mean, but also that actress is, you know, also hot shit just everywhere. <laughs> but I forget her to name. To be clear, Sienna I would bang that bitch like Miller. a fucking pinky toe. Like... <laughs> Anyway, he goes to like, like, like Kanaka. I understand with a. Rock. I understand something, Cox. Whatever your name is, yeah, Daredevil. So he goes to like throw pebbles at her window and give her some flowers, and she thinks that it's this guy called Humphrey who is a young, ugly like, Humphrey. And then she's like, "Oh, it's you." Yeah, and he is a young, ugly um, Superman, also in tutors. To be clear. He is what I think that a history times, an England times person would call possibly a fop. Oh, oh, I think he's a fop. Yeah, because he's not a dandy. He's not quite a dandy. No. But he is a fop. No. Yeah, you're totally right. He's definitely. But anyway, he's that actor who everybody thinks is like the hottest of the hot. But he's young and they've like uglified him a little bit with like a wig or something. So... He comes over and he's like, ka-chow, swish, swash, I am cutting up your flowers with my sword. And how dare you come after the so lady that mean. I'm gonna, yeah. Oh, and he says, so mean, daredevil, you weren't good at, at fiddling at snoop. You weren't good at sword play at school either. Can I? <laughs> you weren't do good at doing a swish swash at school either. Huh, I can't even think of anything you were good at at school, he says. He's doing a big bully on him. And then, like, Victoria, <sighs> fucking pond girl, is like, by the way, for context, for clarification, I refer to her as pond girl because she's shallow. Um. Oh, yeah, I was wondering. So, okay, I'm with you. Everybody gets a nickname. Hmm. But. I dig uh, it. 
she is basically like, hey, fop, be nice to him. I mean, but it's like the most half-hearted, stop. Yeah. Don't anymore. Oh, you're so cute. So then the next day, she gets him fired from his job because he, like, waits on her hand and foot. And then he's like, can I take you out tonight? He cuts the line. And then she's like, will you walk me? Will you carry my stuff back to the house? And he's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we flash to him at home practicing in the mirror like dad i lost my job father i, mean, he I have his, no father, he left I... his job randomly and then in the daddy middle of the day walks in by the way he is called daddy in all of my notes um daddy like walks it. in yeah and he's like so you lost your job yeah and then they talk about it and well and then he gives him a big pep talk about how being a weirdo does. is way better in the long run than being quote a he says cool, so you don't person. fit with the popular crowd yeah. i take that as a very good yeah which i thought was very cute yeah we should be a weird well don't be afraid to be a we weird flash to fucking tristan who's our hero using all of his savings oh boy to take victoria pond girl out yeah. on a fucking champagne night picnic how the fuck dare he you know what i mean like what are you doing and she tells him oh well fop is gonna be proposing to me in a week on my birthday because i know that because he went all the way to ipswich to get which is probably it's probably like six miles away and he's like i'm talking about like london or paris or like san francisco he says and then they're they're almost about to kiss and then oh, or like they're like leaning in as if but then she he totally ruins it because he's like and i'll go to antarctica or north the north pole and get you a polar bear and take its head and bring it back to you and she's like uh it's like ew but no what? i don't like anyway that. and then and then ian mcclellan ian mcclellan that magneto guy is like he comes back into the with his voice oh, and he says and now he is magneto yeah and so he's like if tristan knew that the stars looked down on us he would be like omg i'm so embarrassed but thankfully the stars were looking all the way in Stormhold, which where like the king bold of you ian yeah to think that the stars have to be looking down on me to be for me to be embarrassed by something i do in my private <laughs> <life>. <laughs> that's bold i can be embarrassed <laughs> just in front of myself I, yes, I don't i don't need anybody <laughs> I don't need an audience. and i'm yeah. will be embarrassed yeah um so anyway the king of stormhold which is that fantasy magic land he's on his deathbed and it is cutthroat in that royal court i'll tell you mm-hmm. he's like Bring me all of my living sons. Also not the cleverest namer of children. No, it's all about birthplace. Birth, birth order. order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Primus, and then there's Secundus, and then mm-hmm. there's Tertius, and then yes. there's Quint- Quatoplus. Quintilius or something. And then Quintilius, and then, Sext- and then Septimus, Topless, and-, and then Septimus. Se- Topless sex. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I remember it, and that's what he said. So, anyway, I think maybe it's Quartus is the fourth one. Pretty sure it's Mm -hmm. Quartus. Anyway, most of them are dead because the king's whole thing is you got to murder all your brothers in order to be king. To get like, yeah, 
I've got three fucking sons left. What are y'all doing? Oh, no, I've got four sons left. What are you doing? And they're all like, oh, no. So then Segundus comes in and he's like, Segundus, go look out the window. And he has him like lean over the parapet to be he goes like, look out the window, and then one of the other brothers comes and pushes him out of the window. Yeah. And the dad's and- just laughing. That's Septimus. And he is the guy who is not Stanley Tucci. But sometimes could be confused for Stanley Tucci, like a very hard masculine Stanley Tucci, if you are Melody. I don't know that any other human does this, but I do. What? You're going to be fucking naming all of these people and I'm going to be so lost. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know who what this guy's name person is. you're talking about. Septimus, the the black haired main yeah. dude, the main main prince man. I don't know. Anyway, listen. Anyway. In Septimus's defense, Segundus what had just said, "I can see Russia from my house." So, like, who's not gonna toss him out that parapet? You know what I mean? Wow. I ugh, wow. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> listener. Uh, warning. Watch what you say about Melody and how many open windows you stand next yeah, to. Watch what you like... say about geography in front of me. Okay. <laughs> Are you a geography expert, man? No, opposite. <laughs> it's the opposite. Huh. That's what makes it. You won't great. even know if we're lying. I will feel it in my bones. <laughs> Just like you feel the base in your womb. <laughs> Yeah, these are the these are the facts of nature <laughs> is what's going on over All here. Right, so <laughs> anyway, so Papa Douchebag is like, all right, so instead of doing it that way, actually the way that succession is going to be decided is whoever gets this ruby necklace and turns it back into a ruby. Yeah, because he magics it into a cubic zirconia. A diamond. <laughs> wow okay it's obviously a cubic zirconia he made a paste <laughs> necklace yeah and then he like all of the brothers go to grab it and then it just like zips off into nothingness into the like wilderness it's like bye bitches it zooms off into the atmosphere and then out of yeah. the atmosphere and then yes. back yes. into the atmosphere because it goes and it kidnaps a star it goes and fucking knocks a star out of the sky yeah yeah it puts her in those zip ties and it brings her well, back with it. And then we we zippy zap back. There's a lot of real quick scene changes in this movie. Yeah. So then and we like, and you, like, zap. you meet everyone. Everything's happening simultaneously. So like we're going to have to be like, and now we'll spend a tiny bit of time with these fucking witches. We might not even clarify because Perhaps it was not. barely clarified for us. So we do zippy zap back to Victoria and Tristan. And she tells oh, him, yeah. I will marry you if you bring me back that fallen star. Yeah, because his whole thing is like, I'll go, I'll do anything, any anywhere, and I'll I'll move the heavens and the earth to marry you. You're worth so much. And so he's like, I'll do it. And then she goes, you have one week or I'm marrying Humphrey. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So he tries to go through that wall. Turns out. Which, like, in the to be last... clear, promising start to a relationship. I mean, he's so young and dumb. How old do you think he is? He's 18. Magneto told us that. I was such a fucking dumbass at 18. I can't even. That's the thing, right? See, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it, bud. Absolutely. If Sienna Miller, I think is her name, said that to me, I I don't know. (laughs) I'd probably go on a quest. Sienna Miller. I think that's who Victoria is. I think. That blonde one. 
That, okay, the so anyway. Girl. Zippy zap, now we're at crone time. It's time to meet the crones. And we've got those we three weird sisters. One of them is not Goldie Hawn. Boy, to be... <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, children. Use your moisturizer. Yeah. And your sunscreen. In their defense, they are about 750 years old minimum. So like Yes, but that, that but they say that the last time it, <laughs> that somebody came to blah 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 was 400 years ago, so they definitely yeah. youth, youthized themselves like yeah, more recently than 700. I mean, years sure, ago. sure, sure. Yeah, but I think it all like it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, the first half of my notes have her as Goldie Hawn, and then the second half of my notes are when I realized that it was Michelle Pfeiffer because I'm an idiot. And they're two totally. I recognize that name. I don't know who that is, but I recognize both of those. It's the blonde. It's the blonde crone. Anyway, so she's like sisters with the great rack, Epinomia, and Wins Winslin. Nope. Don't even bother because not a single part of my nose refers to them as. No one is Morna. I know that. I don't. One is Morna. And They're she's crumbs. like, wake up. A star has fallen. It's time for us to be hot again. We're going to be young. We're going to be beautiful. We just got to go get that star and murder it. Mm-hmm. And so, boy, they grab a ferret and they do eviscerate that ferret to find out where she is. So sad. For well, because because they last time there was like they thought they saw a fallen star. They have these fancy travel candles and Babylon candles of, or as Tristan is a ding dong bubbling candles I like that too or babbling candles I don't I like babbling exactly. candles let's do like that it. one yeah so they're out of babbling candles and so they, they to need it. to myrtillate an animal so that they can divine where to go based on its organs that's the one by the way queen crone as I refer yeah. to her for the rest of my notes is yeah. she totally cheats to be the one to go find the fallen star. For sure. That's how she's queen bee. And like, I wouldn't cheat because I don't want to leave my house. <laughs> I would cheat. I, I would cheat not to be the one. I know. I would be like, I have his star. toe. <laughs> because <laughs> you're supposed to get like a really important organ. And the most important organ you grab is the one who well, gets heart. to go on the quest. It's like she war, grabs the heart on purpose. But body bits. But viscera. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, War the Card Game? Yeah. Not like... Oh, I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, she's going to go there. And then we zoom back over to... Zippy zap to that poor old gatekeeper. Okay. Yeah. We zippy zap back to that poor old gatekeeper because Tristan pulls a daddy. Oh, no. Tristan tries to pull a daddy because he's like, I'm going through that gate. And gatekeeper's like, absolutely not. And then Tristan fucking tries to do what his dad did and the gatekeeper fucking he has moves now yeah and like swishy swooshes the hell out of him with his cane he does a big old kick in his face (laughs) this is also when we find out the gatekeeper is 97 years old he's like absolutely not but he's been studying his martial arts your dad this did this to me 18 years ago and i will not stand for it again yeah and then we zippy zap again to the star. We are, are we don't know she's a star yet. I mean, but she's we a that, woman right? in a crater. She's a woman and she's in a silver dress and she is Claire Danes. Oh, she's beautiful. Oh boy, she's Claire Danes. And she's really um kind of mad and real confused and in a giant crater. 
And then we zippy zap over back to the storm front. Who, of no. Yes. What? Just because it affects plot, she does yeah. grab that necklace and put it on. Which oh, good yeah. for you, girl. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you're going to kidnap no. me, I'll kidnap you back. Yes. So then Zippy's up back over to Stormfront, and the boys are trying to kill each other again, this time with poison. And, like, Primus is supposed to be the nice one, and one of those Tertius, I think it's Tertius, who who eats some poison and dies. He and the bishop. And so now it's only Primus no. and Septimus. Yeah. Oh, okay. So to be clear... Use names. I don't give a shit about the names. I'm just going to let you know that my nickname's for them. Okay. So the brother that lives is Prince Asshole, the one who lives all the way through. Okay, yes, that's Septimus. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest And then the one. one the one that does not die with the bishop is Prince Slightly Less Asshole. Yeah, yes. Okay, that's Primus. Yeah, so we've got the Alpha and the Omega here. And they're going to be in a fight to the death to get that, yeah, right? Fuck Prince Asshole and Prince Less Asshole. This is now Alpha and Omega. (laughs) Yes. Well, no, no, no. Let's not do an Omega. They don't deserve. He's the final one. Wait, which one's Alpha and Omega to you? Alpha is Primus, the first one, because it's the first letter. And Omega is the last one, the seventh son, because it's the last letter. I want Omegaverse. I was not thinking about that. It's not Alpha and Beta. Yeah. First and last, Alpha Omega. So anyway, Prince Asshole (laughs) goes off on his way. (laughs) Both Prince Assholes Mm -hmm. fuck off their way. And then guess what? Because they're going after that necklace. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And then we zippy zap back to Daddy and Tristan. And Daddy is telling Tristan about his mom and showing him all the stuff in the little little cradle when you were you gonna do that dad <laughs> like that you you Apparently made him never. ask about well, his mom? Also, my my favorite part of this entire scene is that he's like this is proof that your mother lives in a magical land and then he whips out a glass flower and a chain uh, and yeah. i'm like you could have bought that anywhere and then afterwards he he whips out a papyrus and a black a letter candle. like uh-huh. what the fuck yeah it's a letter from Tristan's mother to him and there's a babbling candle in there and this dumbass okay Tristan you fucking idiot so it says think of her and only her and it'll bring him to her right so this dummy immediately lights lights the candle candle and thinks of her but in the last moment thinks of I don't remember what it is Victoria and the star yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it takes him to the fucking star. Well, but I need to back up a tiny bit um, because okay. bing, boom, bong, preparedness with Melody. And I know that nobody thought we were ever going to have a preparedness conversation by Melody. But here we go. So they are just sitting in this fucking attic and immediately light this candle. Like, do you want to make yourself a small rucksack at the very least? <laughs> do you want to pack like two days worth of food and maybe some different undies and socks at the minimum? No, Tristan, he's just going. Bold thought that that person has underwear on. Bah! He does. He's got drawers on. He's got some old timey drawers on. He's doing a drawer. I stand by that man as commando, but hey, whatever. Really? Well, socks at the very least, like your feet are very important when you're going that on a quest. True. That is true. God you know what else it. is important? Water. 
yeah, water and food and like literally anyway. anything. Maybe some matches. So he does. He does fucking fly into this fucking star, though. He this falls on top of her, woman. and he basically he's like like, like plane tackles her. He's on top of her, and he like oh sits up and he goes, "Mother, mother." And she's like, "Do I look like your mother?" Oh my god, the star is so sassy. I love and takes the star. no shit, and I fucking love her. Yeah, yeah, Claire Danes is great. So she's like, do I look like your mother? And he's like, no. She's like, well, then I'm probably not. And then he's like, why would this happen? Like, I was told to, I thought about my mother. And oh, no, then I thought about the star. And so then he's like, ma'am, hello, miss. I'm so sorry. We're sitting in a crater. Have you seen a star recently? Mm-hmm. Because this must have been where it well, landed. Well, and she thinks he's fucking with her. Yeah. She she's like, thinks he fucking knows. hilarious. Ha ha. She literally, so she's like. funny. Uh huh, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Wonder what happened to the star who got hit out of the heavens by a bloody necklace when it was just minding its own fucking business, and then had a <laughs> dumbass fall on top of it in a fucking crater." Uh huh, and he's like, "You, you are the star." I mean, bless him. He's so he's so innocent. He's a golden retriever. He is. I love him. He's a golden so retriever much. boyfriend. Yeah, he's golden him. retriever daredevil, and I love him. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he's like, "Great." I am going to enslave you with this magic chain that my mom sent to me. And then she fucking calls him out so perfectly. He's like, oh, you're a gift for Pond Girl, my one true love. And she's like, but of course, nothing says romance like a gift of an injured, kidnapped woman. Uh Uh-huh. And And he's like, like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. He really... (laughs) Such a cute little dummy. I know. So now Michelle Pfeiffer, the queen crone, is about to start on her own quest. And so she gets herself a tiny chariot, a real sinister chariot. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then she goes over to a farm boy who has a goat. Bernard. Yeah, Bernard. He's the the only one who I've left his actual name in my notes. (laughs) I refer to him as Bernard the entire time in my notes. (laughs) Well, I guess Anne Tristan and Evane. Yeah, Evane is Claire Danes. I only refer to them as Claire Danes and Daredevil in my whole notes. So Bernard is there. And so Michelle Pfeiffer, the queen crone, is like, I need your goat to pull my sinister chariot. And Bernard's like, I don't think this goat is strong enough to pull your sinister chariot. And so she's like, you're right. I'm going to magic you into a second goat so that you can help. And it'll be a it'll be a two times goat situation. So she absconds with this man and his goat. Both of them are goats right now. Then she comes up to Ditchwater Sue, who is the witch who enslaved Tristan's mom. She's in that yellow caravan. I call her Caribbean throne. That's fine. I just loved that her name was, I think, Ditchwater Sue. I didn't catch that, but I do love that. I'm okay with that. Although later on in my notes, she is Dishwater Sal. <laughs> so so Caribbean crone is the one who holds on to <laughs> the woman that is Tristan's mother, but she's a little bird, right? Well, I, I have a theory, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... Ditchwater Sal was like, you need to stop being a slut bag who gets pregnant. So now you're a fucking bird. (laughs) I think that she was just a bird whenever she was traveling for convenience sake. 
Really? I'm pretty sure it yeah. was a punishment for all the slurring she did to get pregnant. Slurring? <laughs> what a word. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. So, Caravan Crow. Crone... Serious. Caravan Crow was kind of a dick. I mean, mega uh, dick. And put truth something into the thing that she yeah she put truth lima beans into this other crone's supper i'll tell you i don't like a lima bean so you wouldn't have caught me (laughs) couldn't have caught her (laughs) wouldn't have caught me and And anyway pissed yeah queen crone's like you don't mean you nobody makes me tell my secrets out loud you fucker and so she makes it so that ditchwater sue can't not perceive star yeah, cannot perceive. It's Alexis's dream. Alexis yes. wants this enchantment so badly for yes. selective Alexis times. would kill to be vain. In, God, yeah. right? Oh, I wanted that for Alexis so bad in this moment. Anyway, she says, Ditchwater Sal, you cannot be perceived or you cannot perceive the star. Even if you're right in front of her, you're not gonna see or hear her or anything. And then she fucks off. And now Zippy Zappy back to Tristan and Evane wandering the forest. And then he literally They're bickering hard. Oh, hard because she doesn't want to be awake. She's a star. Usually she's asleep during the day yeah. and awake at night. She's, and like, she's I'm tired. tired. It's noon. And like dying. And so he's like, okay, I'll go get you some food. And so he does <laughs> chain her to a tree. Yeah. And then fuck off. Yeah. And thankfully, a unicorn. Comes and rescues her. It's incredible. So that, apparently this chain can only be broken by a unicorn horn. Yes. But even before unicorn gets there, we do zippy zappy. And I just have to share this because we do get a lot of random visuals of Queen Crone being pulled by her goats. And it killed me every fucking time. Her fucking adorable sinister chariot is one of my favorite things, and I'm very mad that I don't have one. Like, maybe more mad that I don't have that than a moped. If I get goats, it's going to be because I want them to pull my chariot. Yeah. Right? Oh, incredible. So, Zippy Zappy, unicorn, and Evane does just hop on that unicorn and just fucking rides off. Bye, Tristan. Yeah, and she's like, oh, thank goodness you're here. And it's adorable because she talks to the unicorn like it's a friend. And so she's like, he just wouldn't shut up about this bitch, Victoria, and, like, how great she is and all the business and, like, meh. So now Charlie Cox is back. And, oh, no, first those sisters, those weird sisters, slaughter an alligator in order to get Michelle Pfeiffer some intel. Yeah. By the way, every time Queen Crone uses her powers, she does get a little older. Yeah. So, like, now she's used her powers for goat times, she's used her powers for curse times, and she's used her powers for intel times. So she's getting, like, wrinkly hands with age spots. And they tell her, stay where you are and lay a trap. Yeah. So So Queen Crone does does use a fuckload of magic it's one of the most iconic things that's ever oh my god and fucking goat man holy shit here's what she does she she makes an entire inn and then she turns bernard into a beautiful daughter with some tatas that bernard is like very distracted by 
I I felt so fucking pubescent. I know during both scenes when the boobs popped into place. I know because <laughs> I was like, God, those are just his boobs. I am so. This feels. I know. I feel like a weirdo. Boobs. Tell you that. So, but anyway, she also turns then the goat into her uh, pretend to be her husband. So goat is her a husband and named Billy, and he is Mark that, Williams. That actor, Mark fucking Williams, fucking what they were like. You need to pretend to be oh. a goat acting as a human, and he fucking ran with it. Incredible. I am convinced this entire movie started as a fever dream where the writer just had a dream about Mark Williams playing a goat man. And then the rest of the movie was built around it. You think it. that's where it started? That's, honestly. <laughs> you realize this is a book. This is based on a book. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it started when, when the author had a fever dream about Mark Williams playing a goat man. <laughs> It is one oh, of the Lord. best things I've ever seen on film <clears throat> or television yeah, it was pretty or anything mm-hmm. in life. Also, yeah. I just need everybody to know that the king was Peter O'Toole. And I couldn't tell you that with words, but now I have the cast list up now. So it's just important to me that everybody knows. Okay. So wow. she's laying a trap. This, this entire, con- this hour, this just got so much harder for me to follow along. No, no, no. It's not for you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to listener. Listener and I are having a side conversation. Sabrina's not here right now, listener. It's okay. I think this is my money laundering. (laughs) (laughs) Just rand, like, knowing actors. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I am all, I'm basically you. And that's why I just pulled up the cast list. Because, because seriously, this entire movie, I was like, oh my God, it's that person. But I have no idea who that person is. I've recognized a lot of people. I had a lot of notes that I've just skipped over because you popped in and you were like, and that's Michelle Pfeiffer or maybe yeah. Goldie Hawn. And that's, yeah. and that's Sorry. stinky Pete. Michelle Pfeiffer and Goldie and Hawn. And that's, you're both great. Uh, <laughs> uh, something Cox and that's Felon and that's absolutely Schmigel and that's. So now boop. here's the thing. Charlie Cox is sleeping back on that, on that. Um, I'm sorry. Tristan Daredevil, the hero is at the base of a tree, at the base of the tree that he chained Yvain the star, who is Claire Danes too. <laughs> and <laughs> Sabrina's just crying. It's my new favorite game. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he starts getting a whisper from the heavens, okay? Because the rest of her sister stars are like, shit's going down daredevil and we need your hero skills because she's about to get got by a witch who wants to eat her heart out just like they ate the heart of our sister yvonne and this is yvain and so we don't want to we don't want to lose yvain too so you have to go get her there is a carriage coming and you need to get in that carriage by any means necessary and this is when (laughs) tristan runs and then he does turn himself into a goat almost and he just did hammers into the side tell them this <laughs> what when the brothers die oh yeah they become a merry band of is ghosts now a part and the ghosts are around until the next king is crowned not crowned identified decided and so honestly primus has literally no reason to have a coach Except for the fact 
that I guess he wants to take around his merry band of, of his, ghost brothers. Well, I don't I don't think the go- I don't think that the humans know that the ghosts are around. I know. That's why I'm so confused about why this fucker has a coach I think, at all. <laughs> I think Prince Les asshole yeah. is just a dramatic bitch. <laughs> That's fair. I'll give it to you. Anyway, Charlie Cox barrels into the side of this carriage and then bounces off and hits the ground. And so Primus, the prince, the nicer one, is like, oh, there. Why are you on the right? Magic. He went head first into that thing. Anyway, so he's like, what are you doing? And Charlie Cox is like, I need a ride. And so finally he's like, okay, fine. I'm the nice one. Get in my coach. And so he hops up into the front seat and they're they're off again. And they're looking for the girl and he's looking for the necklace. And so she gets to the inn and Michelle Pfeiffer is fucking ready. She's raring to go. And the sisters have reminded her that not only does she need to lay a trap, but she also needs to like pamper the fuck out of this star until she's nice and comfy and happy. Because the heart is only good if it's glowing. Uh-huh. It makes you younger for longer. And the heart is glowing when she... Yeah. And so she's like, can I get you a bath, madam? Can I fix your foot for you? How are you feeling? Would you like a massage? Michelle Pfeiffer says. And so she's like laying this works. She's about to reach under the bed to get the special magic knife that might be made of ruby or obsidian. Yeah. And Prince Les Asshole and... Kristen are there, and guess who opens the door with his mouth? It's Billy. It's and Billy he, Goatman. Oh. He's, he's just a hot mess. I love him so much. I love much. him so much. He's always jumping onto counters in, like, one jump. She's like, Billy, I need you to go do this. And so instead of walking around like a human, he just jumps on the top of it and then jumps down again. He's so I would funny. also like to make a note. Um, justice for Bernard. I know he does like a gentleman hold up a towel when she gets out of the bath and he wants to look so bad. You can see it in his eyes. He does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bernard's naturally a creep. And then he's like, not today, Satan. And he holds up that. Not today. Yeah. So Tristan goes to help the like put the horses up in the stable and all of those things. Prince Les asshole is just taking a bath in the middle of the fucking front room. No, I have 18 things to say about this really quick. It is not. He has walked into. He's had a goat open the door for him, unbeknownst to him. Okay, yeah. that's the most service he's gotten at this inn. He's wandered around until he walked into an empty room that had a tepid bath in it, and then he gets into Claire Danes's dirty bathwater. <laughs> That's what happens. Yes, that's accurate. <laughs> he just gets into our dirty fucking bathwater. And I I'm not even like overly weird about that kind of stuff, but it really it really squeaked me out quite a bit. So then, I just whimsy. Yeah, that's fine. So then Michelle Pfeiffer tries to poison him to death, but he's on to his brother Septimus. And he's like, no, I'm not gonna drink anything until I'm crowned king. All right, because my brother mm-hmm. loves a poison. And so then she's like, Bernard, take this out to that other asshole. At least we can murder him. And he's like, Tristan's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. He's like, what's your name, fair maiden? <laughs> and he goes, Bernard. Bernard. <laughs> it's the best. It was beautiful. <laughs> and then and then the unicorn saves the day again. Mm-hmm. Busts out because of that Tristan, stall. 
realize, I don't even remember how this happens, but the wine falls on the ground and Tristan realizes that it's like burning the hay and something's wrong. So he goes no, the, in. The unicorn knocks it off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, no, there's something bad happening here. And so he runs in to let the prince know about it. And the prince already has his throat slit. And apparently, (sighs) Michelle Pfeiffer is fast. Blue blood. Yeah. What was that? They're literally blue bloods. I mean, yes. But here's the thing. Wouldn't Tristan know at that point that he's different? He's never got a scraped knee. Like, does he not bleed purple at the very least? He's having magic. Whimsy, whimsy, whimsy. The unicorn comes in and slams Billy so hard into a wall that he turns back into a goat. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Yes. It's incredible. Imagine imagine getting hit so hard that you shape shift back into your original form. Well, and right before that, imagine seeing a grown ass man. Imagine seeing Mark fucking Williams. Towel? Chewing on a towel and then just going headfirst at a unicorn as if he's got, like, horns. And then seeing him knocked back into a goat. It's incredible. Incredible cinema. So, and Queen Crone, now the unicorn is God knows where. Billy the goat is now a goat again. Yes. And she set everything on green fire. Green fire because obviously she's magic and now it's time to sure. myrtleate. And so she's yeah. like, I don't care that you're not glowing. I just need that heart. And Tristan pulls out the last of that babbling candle. Yeah. He's like, think I'm home to Evane. <laughs> and he puts it into that green fire. Zippy zappy. Now they're on a cloud. Yeah. Just a cloud. And then he's like, well, and what the fuck did you do? And she's like, I thought of fucking home. And apparently you did too. And now we're halfway in between. <laughs> Well, and, like, good fucking thing that they didn't end up going to his home, as we find out later in the movie. And good thing that we didn't end up going to his home, as we find out later in the movie. Her home, I mean. I was was so sorry. Literally (laughs) what I just said, Mel. How's that that seltzer treating you? It's delicious. I don't know that I will do this again, but it is delicious. (laughs) Guess what? We're on half hiatus. Fucking live your best life. It's true. So, now... Flavor is it? It's a raspberry one of them. Mm-hmm. So anyway, nice. now they're in a cloud and it's it's a storming, and then they get and they, they get, get netted. swarmed in a net. Yeah, <laughs> and now they're on. All right, tell me, they're on an air boat pirate. Captain is. Oh, that because I did recognize his face. Is he that... on Modern Family? No, absolutely no. not. He's on. He's from a. He's on a sitcom somewhere. I don't know that that's true. Maybe he's in a funny movie you've seen, but that, my friend, is the one and only Robert De Niro. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been on a sitcom. No, <laughs> he's been in like Meet the Fockers. <laughs> so, oh, that's a funny movie. Anyway, my notes says that he is a homosexual lightning bandit, Robert De Niro. And I'm so happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Bobby De Niro right there is Captain Shakespeare. Right there. Did you say Bobby Boy. De Niro? That feels yeah. wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're on that kind of terms. <laughs> Robert De Niro, my friend. Honestly, after this movie, I really felt like we were kindred spirits, you know? Maybe it's just me and Captain this, Shakespeare. He, he really I he love him. stole the show. Yes! So he is, he is big, Big bad asshole pirate, right? Yeah. He's like being this big 
gruff, blah. He's he throws them in the hole. He's interrogating them. He's like hollering out the door and just, oh, well, we're not quite there yet. Because, it doesn't matter. Um, they're in the hold, though. And we do have our fir- my, my they bond. first bond. Yeah. Because Tristan, they're, so they're bonding, and Tristan tells her that he admires the way that she treats. Yeah. And she tells him that he's no shot, no, no simple shot boy because yeah. he saved her life. Yeah. And they bond, and it's swoony. It's so swoony. And, they're, they're, and like, uh, they're tied up back to back. Ah, oh, it's so good. So then he zippy zap comes out. Oh yeah, we're oh. zipping over to Septimus. Prince asshole. Now there's just a bathtub with a dead body in the middle of a field. That's the one. And they He's like, I'm the king. Things back there. Oh no. I have a note. Bernard. Mm-hmm. In what fucking world is the best way to get Prince Asshole's attention mm-hmm. to grab his ankle from underneath a fucking wagon i mean bernard in what world bernard doesn't know who he's dealing with i feel like but also in what fucking world bernard do you just stay in the field with the corpse after queen crone leaves and the yeah is- yeah what are you doing bernard <laughs> get out of there in a ding dong take a walk bro Anyway, so this scene is important only because Septimus finds out that the the star has the necklace. And so if he gets the necklace and then noms on that star heart, he can be king forever. And so Mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's a megalomaniac on a mission now even more. Of note. Queen yeah. Crone is significantly more Crone-like because she has to talk to her sisters again. I mean, she's like, been she doing is, all these magics, yeah. She is groaning at a rate that has not been seen in a long time. Like, her entire weave is falling out. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So now they're in they're in the hold again, and Claire Dane says, like, what's so special about Victoria? And she's like, I don't know a lot about love, but I do know that it should be unconditional. And, like... You can't buy it. And Tristan's like, this is not about me buying it. This is about me proving my love. And she's like, what's Victoria doing to prove her feelings for you? And Tristan's like, and then Captain Shakespeare this comes is also, in to steal well, the show. This is also when he's, I think, realizing that he doesn't actually know anything. He has, Victoria. he knows nothing about Victoria. He knows that she's a blonde hottie. She knows, he knows that she's a pond. That's it. That's, that's all it, she knows. He, that's it. Yeah. That's it. So now Bobby De Niro is in there. This this homosexual lightning bandit, Robert De Niro. I don't know why that hurts me. It fucks with me for it you to call you? him Bobby De Niro. Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, it feels wrong. <laughs> and not like the kind of wrong that makes you go, ooh. <laughs> Kinky. You know it's what? Like, I'm oh. saying I'm saying Bobby De Niro because we're not saying Sir Ian McKellen because he's a knight. Magneto has been knighted. Okay, so I can be, however. Well, guess what? Casual. I, I didn't want. know that. So this is your fault. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> now I have to say Sir Ian McKellen. You know what? Yep. He, he sure, sure, man. I'll do that. I'll do that for you. Robert De Niro is back. And he is here. Robert. Robert De Niro, the one and only. So 
He's like, you're going to tell me everything, and I'm going to do a, a big sexual assault on the lady that's here. Who gotten him next? I, ha- I literally have no idea. The guy who's in Taxi Driver? Or is that also Robert De Niro? The guy who's in Scarface? That's not Robert De Niro. But I also don't think that he was in a sitcom. Did you know that he was in a theater show in 1986 called Cuba and His Teddy Bear? I didn't, but I like it. I mean, Bobby's been everywhere. He has so much experience, and he's so talented. His first acting credit is 1968. Okay. But he was in something uncredited in 1965. His role was client at the diner. Ooh! Well, I think maybe his most notable role for me is Captain Shakespeare at the moment. He was in The Godfather. Yeah, that sounds right. Part two, anyway. Okay. You know, I've never seen any of those movies. So me either, but I did, in fact, have a Godfather poster in my bedroom in high school because I was an edgy little piece of shit. You're such a poser. (laughs) Well, so do you want to hear how it came back to bite me on the ass? I also had a Scarface poster without watching Scarface. (laughs) Well, it's because I was poor and so I would get given posters by people. Yeah. And so I used them as fucking decoration Mm -hmm. because like, of course. I hear that. Have we discussed my heinous fear of addicts? on pod before i don't it sounds familiar but i don't know if that's friendship or pod okay well for context listener um addicts freak me out really any space that i can't easily get to where someone can be hiding freaks me out so my bedroom was the room that had the attic entrance in it and Mm -hmm. like think like what's that first movie that scary movie that paranormal activity movie the kind of attic where you like you push up the thing to move it Oh, interesting. Um, that's that's the kind of attic entrance that I had, not a pull down with stairs. And my bed did used to be underneath that. And I had posters all over my room, including okay. on my ceiling. And I had this Scarface poster on the ceiling next to it, like an idiot. And it is a Scarface poster where it's like the silhouette of a person and the Eek. rest is like red. Oh, no. And like like a like a shadowy red and mm-hmm. a, like a silhouette and of mm. just a face, a giant face. Oh, I hate it. And so you woke up one night, didn't you? And you thought somebody was well, coming down from your attic. It was in the middle of a storm and I was no. alone because my mom was at an overnight medical thing. No. And I, I was sleeping in my bed and I woke up because it was storming and it doesn't storm super regularly in california yeah and it was pitch black and i was like huh what's going on and i'm just like kind of like laying there like what woke me up and then lightning did strike and (gasps) laid up my room just enough that it did look like somebody was coming out of the attic entrance oh my god when i tell you i spent the rest of the fucking night (laughs) on the bathroom floor with all the lights on locked door that's where i slept that night yeah yeah for sure so it did me and my poserness did come back to seriously bite me in the ass and i did in fact take down any and all posters in my room so that that would it was lisa frank from then on (laughs) it was nothing it was nothing it was nothing okay we're on page two of six of my notes so we got a motor. This book is just so perfect. I know. I, I know. That I want book, to talk about movie. every single frame. I know. I know. Anyway. So anyway, now he's like, 
oh my God, are you from England? This is Robert De Niro speaking, everyone. Whoa, ma'am. Snap <laughs> the fuck up. Take a seat. Yeah. So sure. they're doing the interrogation. He is saying shit so that the crew can hear. And he's yeah. being like, yeah. And Tristan pretends that Evane is his wife. And yeah. so the Nears is like, you're going to have to share your wife. Yeah, share and share alike on my shit. And you can hear you can hear the crew and they're like, pirates. And then he does in fact throw Tristan overboard. Yeah. And then Zippy Zappy were in the king, the cabin. The well, he's dragging cabin. Yvain over, being like, Nobody like, mess <laughs> with me for a couple of hours. For a couple of hours. <laughs> I've got Her. woman flesh with me, and it's nice. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So he gets into his office, and Tristan's actually there because it was all a ruse. And apparently, Captain oh, Shakespeare... you're right. He does wear underwear because Tristan is there in his underwear. Yeah. Yeah. He's Actually, it's Long John's even. It is It's like John. a full-body Long John situation. It Yeah, quite. So anyway... He tells them that his whole pirate persona is just a persona and it's all smoke and mirrors. And he is just the most beautiful gay man who's ever walked the planet. He's got a secret colorful closet. He He has an entire secret closet full of boas, feather boas. Okay. And it's amazing. And dresses and clothes. And a bunch of like, you know, fancy dude clothes too. Uh-huh. Because they fit him when he was younger and he was he was a little bit of a dandy when he was a youth. Yeah, and he's like, and it might anytime you throw something away, it comes back into fashion and then you're tray screwed. So I just don't get says. rid of it. And so he he does full, full pull a full hour flag means death and it just has it's just incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. And then he's like, We're gonna do makeovers. And Claire Danes is like, I'm fine. And Robert De Niro looks at her and he goes, Honey. You're wearing a bathrobe. <laughs> She's like, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> I'll pick out a fancy dress then. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then they get a makeover and Tristan goes from dorky youth I mean, to, ah, wow, to like beautiful. So now they stop because they've gathered a bunch of lightning. That's what they do. They're lightning bandits. And he goes to a shop to, like, negotiate its sale. And he meets Ricky Gervais, is- who is Freddie. Yeah, I was about to say, he looked Ricky very Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Anyway, they do this whole thing. And at the end of this hilarious negotiation in which Robert De Niro will not stop saying 200. And the other guy's like, this is not how you negotiate. And he's like, I'm sorry, did you say 200? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, at the end of this, Ricky Gervais is like, hey, I've heard rumors that there's a star. Have you seen a star about? Because, like, if we find one of those, we can retire. And Robert De Niro is like, super no, super absolutely not. I've never seen one in my life. And so, like, it's all and just rumors Evane and sees that happen. And yeah. Like, and he, like, looks over at her meaningfully. She hasn't told him any of this, but he is starting to suspect something. He knows. I mean, he's he Robert knows. De Niro. So when they get back to the ship, Tristan is there. Tristan. A fearsome buccaneer. Oh my god, he's in this he's in this whole buccaneer getup that is so, so hot. Sexy. Also it's so hot. This is I'm how magical so horny for a pirate melody. I know. I'm 
I oh my know. God. This is how magical Robert De Niro is. He says that he's going to give Tristan a haircut. But what happens is that all of a sudden Tristan's hair is like past his shoulders. Longer? So now he gets like a hot man long haircut. Uh-huh. And it I works just love long, for long everyone. Hair. Same. So now we've got like a living and learning and falling in love montage that happens because it's just like a road trip on this on this airboat. He's treating them to beautiful meals and sword fighting lessons and piano lessons and lightning capture lessons and dancing lessons. And Evane is glowing. Evane is glowing more and more every day as she and Robert De Niro are dancing. He's like, I know what you are, Evane. She's like, and he's like, no one on this vessel will hurt you. But I do need you to know that there's a particular time that you glow the most. And she's like, what? No, what are you talking about? Then Tristan cuts in. And she starts glowing hard. She starts sparkling all over the place, okay? (sighs) And they do a big dance. And it's so cute. And it's beautiful. And then Zippy Zappy. Yeah, we're We're zipping away. With the traitor. And yes. Queen Crone is there. And she's, she's like, tell. you know where it is. And she doesn't like him talking. And because he's like, I'm a ladies man. Mm-hmm. And so she does curse him to only make chicken noises. Only make animal sounds. It turns into animal sounds later. Oh, my God. Mel, I forgot what? to tell you about the chicken at the donut shop that locked me out of my car <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Sabrina. I thought I had heard or said like weird sentences today, but I forgot to tell you about the chicken who locked me out of my car at the donut shop this morning. I think so, takes the cake. What in the wait, Arkansas? Let me tell you, let me tell you real quick. <laughs> I go pick up donuts on my way to work because I was craving a boudin and kolache for breakfast. And so I stopped by the donut shop. And did any of those words mean anything to you? No, I was about to say, excuse you. Like, bless you. I'm so sorry. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I have no idea. What's a blue so, nugget kolache? Like... <laughs> Is that not what you said? So sorry, Louisiana listener. I, <laughs> I, I didn't blue hear you. Nugget? A, a blue Man. nugget what? Boudin. B-O-U-D-I-N. It is a okay. sausage. It's like, it's like a meat and rice sausage. And it's oh, okay. fucking incredible. That sounds and amazing. someday when you come visit me, we're going to get boudin. So. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. For the record, I'm pretty sure you were breaking up on like our interface. Our connection. So I, I didn't actually hear what you said. <laughs> like I was so, really trying to figure it out. <laughs> you know what? Do you know what a kolache is? No, I don't. Okay, so it's probably, I'm sure you have them. They're just called something different. It's like okay. it's a pastry filled with, you know, meat and things like that. So it's like a croissant. Um, it, it's like a puff pastry. So it's like a, thing. a croissant empanada. Sure. With meats in it. We're going to go with that. Okay. Anyway, it's a common breakfast thing. It, like You can get them at basically any donut place around Fucking here. yum. In the South, it's incredible. I have, oh my God, I will show you the world. <laughs> yeah. Delicious, meat filled, and real Wonder. Southern. <laughs> wow, I'm real ADHD today. Hey, girl. I know. I, I need you to focus because you're tipsy. <laughs> okay. You're drunk. I'm drunk. No, so- <laughs> you're drunk. I'm ADHD. <laughs> 
high drunk. I'm ADHD. Nice to meet you. Um, so I go out to my car and I get in my car and then in my rearview like side mirror, I see this weird little white head pop up. And I was like, the fuck is that? Yeah. And then it just stands there. And I was like, what the fuck? So I can't back out. And so I get out of my car <laughs> and it I thought it was a turkey. Okay. A very small so I did white go sh- turkey. I was very confused because I was like, do turkeys come in white? They do, but they're giant. I thought it was a baby. I don't know. Okay, okay, So I yeah. like go to shoot it and it starts running away from me. Yeah. Around my car. Okay. And so I'm chasing this bird <laughs> around away from my car. And then I go to sit in my car and then it walks back behind my car. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. So I get back out. <laughs> and go to shoot this stupid fucking bird away. Uh-huh. It does run away, and I did take a picture, so I will send it to you later. Please. But I had to chase it away, and I ended up being late to work because this fucking bird wouldn't leave my car alone. <laughs> and then I did get to work, and I did show my boss a picture of it, and I was like, is this a turkey? And he <laughs> goes, that's definitely not a turkey. It just looks like a chicken who's had a rough time of it. Okay, fair. And so, yeah. that's Where's the, the part where this chicken locked you out of your car, though? I I misspoke. It didn't let me out of my car. It like wouldn't let oh. me leave. Oh, okay. I was really I was waiting for like you were waiting the chain to come out. I was <laughs> I no. was waiting for a little... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you know how fast I would drive away? Do you know how fast I would leave my town immediately if a fucking bird with a chain rolled out? I was like, "You're locked in. I'm gonna bitch. lock you like, in your car. Cool. Bye, you bitch. own it now. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, this is your car. Do you want my house? <laughs> I would have been way later to work because I'd have been walking. Oh, my God. Okay. So now this poor merchant, basically, we're going to zip zap back to the merchant because he ends up dead because the prince asshole Septimus is like trying to interrogate him, but he'll only make animal sounds. And so then he finally kills him because he thinks he's mocking him. Anyway, so now Robert De Niro drops them off. The whole pirate, the air pirate crew, they land in this lake. And they drop them off, and it's great. And he, and he says, he whispers something in what don't his know what it ear. is. Yeah, don't tell them. We'll tell them when we find out. I know because it's yeah. a big romance. I said he whispers something in his ear. Period. The end. Mm-hmm. Claire Danes asks him about it, and he's like, "It's this lightning stuff. It's totally normal." Mm-hmm. <laughs> because our favorite pirate captain did, in fact, give him a tube of lightning. Yeah, that he's carrying around now, and then. They see Princeless Asshole riding up along on the chariot. Or no, maybe a queen asshole. Somebody. Somebody. Well, somebody. It doesn't fucking matter. All that okay. matters is that Tristan does shove her into a bush and then yeah. falls on top of her. Yeah. And she starts glowing. This woman and her tells. Okay. And she's like, uh, she asks him, she's like, are you tempted by immortality? And he tells her that he No, he says, only- she says, are you tempted and he comes in a little bit to be like, tempted by what? And almost kisses her. Mm-hmm. And then she says, immortality, like, what if it wasn't my heart? What if it was somebody else's? And he yeah. says that he thinks immortality would be lonely unless you had someone you loved to share it with. And then she stopped glowing. No, she glowed more. And then he's like, okay, I think we're safe. And then he gets off of her. And then she's like, oh, womp, womp. <laughs> like, I really thought you were well, going he, somewhere with that. No, she stopped glowing when he said that because she thinks he's talking about what girl. Yeah, 
He's not, by the way. Because a little bit later, they're bantering back and forth. And he's like, hey, I've noticed you glow sometimes. Like, what's that about? She's like, I'm going to let you figure that out for yourself since I'm a star. And she goes, what do stars do? And he goes, I don't know. Really bother a boy called Tristan Thorne. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. <laughs> drive me absolutely crazy. It's really cute. And she's wearing his jacket because it's windy. Yeah. And then they get to like a sign and they realize that it'll take a few days to get where they're going on foot. And she's like, but we don't have that many days. Victoria's birthday is tomorrow. And it like his face like lights Whoa. up like question. It yeah. said that wall is 60 miles and away. He said two days. And he said two days. Tristan, where what in the Usain Bolt are you in doing? What fucking world? <laughs> What is your mile? Because my, when I'm walking, my current it's like three mile? miles, maybe a minute. And that's walking like going. No, nope. so three sorry. miles every 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> no, one mile no. for 20 minutes. Yeah. Three, my walking speed is roughly three miles an hour. Okay. Well, that's it took like a minute to get there. Casual John. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I think you're like rubbing off on me. Am I getting like secondhand drunk? Are you getting punchy? <laughs> I'm, I am also drinking a seltzer, but it is in fact an it's a regular uh-huh. ass seltzer. Yeah. Pineapple hmm. and passion fruit seltzer. So anyway, it's my friend. No, my, Not my friend. If my I'm favorite. Trying to book oh it. my God, you are rubbing off on me. I think <laughs> drunk by proxy. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, lately. Shh. Like, my mile, if I'm really trying, is, like, 15 minutes a mile. Like, it's not great over here. No. Okay, so now asshole Prince rolls up on our favorite air pirates, and they do a big attack on them. And yes. it is really great because it's done to some classical music. The dun dun da 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 dum bum da 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 so beautiful. Beautiful. I, like, that's a catnip. Specifically yes. fight scenes to that song. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But and he, he does go uh, in and he walks in on our favorite on his me time. He's listening to music and wearing a dress and he's putting a heart beauty mark. On. Yeah. And he's, and he's dancing around in the mirror and he's just having a wonderful time. Prince Oxhole does beat him up and he's asking about the star and he does beat him up and then it's sad. But then the pirate then. boys you come in and they fucking swishy swoosh and he, and he jumps out of out the, the window. window. Yeah. And then the pirate captain. Well, first, his first mate serves him a spot of tea in a, mm-hmm. a little teacup and it's very cute. And then he's sitting there and his like one of his little straps is coming off his shoulder on oh, Robert De Niro. And he's just sitting there all dejected. And they're like, did he hurt you? And he's like, no, he didn't hurt me. And they're like, well, then what's the matter? And he goes, it's by the way, he definitely did hurt you. Yeah. My friend. You're all over the place. Honestly. In what world is that? You're whatever. Disheveled at a minimum, sir. So he's like, it's my reputation. It's ruined. And the guys are like, what? No. You'll always be our captain. They say always known that you were a whoopsie you're always our captain yeah it's it is a big love it is a big friendship loyalty love session and it's the best i love them so much so much he thinks he's been pulling one over on them and they just know he's perfect as he is 
Yeah. Oh, the best crew. Anyway. So then Zippy Zap, Tristan and Evane are by a bridge and Caravan Crone is coming along. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wait, uh, uh, Captain whatever knows her. She's a friend. Yeah, that's Ditchwater Sandra. But if you remember... Mm. Oh, it is Sal because I remember vividly him being like, "Oh yeah, he knows her. That's a uh, Sal." Blah blah That's blah. Ditchwater blah, blah. Sal. Anyway, Caravan Crone is on her way, and they're like, "We'll go up there." And so tr- they do go up there. But reminder, Caravan Crone cannot perceive the storm. Uh huh. And so they make an agreement because Caravan Crone recognizes the glass flower, and she's like, "I'll, I'll tell you what. You give me that flower, and I'll get you to wall." Well, and Claire Danes, so there's that little birdie on that caravan sitting there. And then Claire Danes shouts, you can't take that flower. That was a gift from his mother. And you can see the the bird go, tweet, tweet. What's, I don't know. And then she turns him in. So then she takes the flower away from him because she's like, I'll have that back and you can get on the caravan. And then she turns him into a mouse, a field mouse. Mm-hmm. And she says, I couldn't do that when you were holding the white flower because it's a because protection it's a flower. Oh, it's a big romance. And then she, so Yvain's trying to, like, get him and help, but she can't touch Chick. She can't touch mm-hmm. Caravan Crone. She can't talk to him. And she's like, can you not hear me? Can you not see I wrote me? Down and that's this whole thing. This. And I would love to read it for you. Okay. Because she tells... She tells Ditchwater Sal, this is actually perfect because I have a whole fucking paragraph that I literally rewatched a scene 18 times and wrote it down word for word. I have about half of it. You know exactly what I have. Of course I I do. It's the entire love declaration, of course. Yeah. So she goes, she goes, if I am to believe that you cannot hear me or see me, then I need to tell you that you smell of pee. You look like the wrong end of a dog. And if... I don't get my Tristan back. I swear I'll be your personal poltergeist, Claire Dane says. So they're in the caravan now. And then she gives him a block of cheese. And she's like, Tristan, wink at me if you are not a full mouse. (laughs) And he doesn't look at her. No. And then she starts talking to him. And she confesses that she knows a lot about love because she's seen centuries of it. And it's all that makes watching our world bearable, even with all of the war and hate. And then she says, and I quote, Mm -hmm. you could search the furthest reaches of the universe and never find anything more beautiful. So, yes, I know that love is unconditional, but I also know it can be unpredictable, unexpected, uncontrollable, unbearable, and, well, strangely easy to mistake for loathing. And what I'm trying to say, Tristan, is I think I'm in love with you. My heart, it feels like my chest can barely contain it, like it doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to you, and if you wanted it, I'd wish for nothing in exchange. No gifts. No goods, no demonstrations of devotion, nothing but knowing you love me too. Just your heart in exchange for mine. <sighs> Give me a more perfect declaration of love. Claire Danes, how dare you? Oh my gosh. So I have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. So when Ditchwater Sal gets to the town next to Wall, the magical town next to Wall, she turns him back into a man and she's like, you're probably going to be a little disoriented for a while. And then he promptly falls over. And so Claire Danes goes over 
And she's like, she's leaning over him. And she's like, oh, Tristan, are you okay? And he looks at her and he goes, Victoria? And she goes, I think I prefer mother. <laughs> you fucking discombobulated nincompoop. Honestly. But she's so sweet because she just takes him to an inn and she's like, you need to sleep this bullshit off. I hate so it. I would like to say real quick, because yeah. we're about to get here. One of my favorite things about this movie is that we do not stick on that. You know, mm-hmm. like we get the declaration of love. And now guess what, friends? He wakes in the inn while she's taking a bath and he teases her. And well, then after she gets she out get- of the bath and puts a towel on, like he's well, a but he teases about her it. because he like opens the I'm thing sorry. I and he looks at her kisses. and then he, he does tease her. No. Yeah. And then you think that I would say that so nonchalantly? I was confused. In what world? <laughs> so. He like looks through the thing, he teases her, and then she's like, look away. Yeah. And she's all embarrassed. And so he shuts it and he's like, okay, I looked away, I looked away. And then she gets out and she has a towel on. And then she's like, you can look now. And so he turns around and he heard her. He's like, did you mean what you said in the caravan? And she's all embarrassed. And she's like, like, why didn't you, you give me a sign? And he That's says, my, my I- favorite. My favorite thing is that she just shouts, but you were a mouse. <laughs> like, it's so funny. He's like, why would I let you know that I can hear you when you're saying such lovely things? I didn't want yeah. you to stop. And then he says, do you know what the captain told me? And she's like, no. And he says that the captain told him his true love was right in front of his eyes. <gasps> he was right. And then they kiss. They kiss and it's on, TM. It's a steamy one. It's a steamy one and they're going straight to Pound Town. Boy. And one of those ghosts, watch them. Zippy <laughs> ghost. <laughs> creeper. And then Zippy Zap, uh, this is strictly fade to black. Yeah, much to my chagrin. I'll bet you he can eat the hell out of that tartar. Oh, he goes down like nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. So this is when we find out because the Thrones are like, you cannot let her cross that wall. Yeah. You have to get her because the minute she crosses that wall, she's going to turn back into a pitted black. Yeah. She just turns immediately to dust. And that's yikes. And so now back at the inn, he wakes up and he's like, they're blissful in bed together that, the next morning. He cuts a lock of her hair off, which I found was very weird. And I did not know where it was going at all. He puts it into a little hanky. This is definitely a scene that is done for romance reasons because it makes yeah. absolutely no sense in any world. Yeah. Fantasy or otherwise. The only thing I can think is maybe him being like, I need everybody to know that I'm not a failure. I've just like traded up, you know? Because but also like that could be anyone's hair. I mean, right? Yeah. So anyway. That could be that could be Queen Crone's hair. But also like in Sienna Miller's in Pond Girl's mind, how the fuck does a star have blonde hair? You know what I mean? Like, none of it makes any sense. Anyway, so he gets up really early from the inn, and he talks to the innkeeper, and he's like, innkeeper, I need that you to give my friend a message. so fucking high. Yes, and he's so tired, and he just has no time for anybody's bullshit. And so Tristan's like, will you please take a heap load of my bullshit and give my friend the message that I am <laughs> going to see a girl because see Victoria because I know who my true love is and I want to spend the rest of my life with her. 
And so then when the innkeeper tells her the message, he adds, well, she I'm sorry. Up. Yes. It was so fucking sad. She wakes up and she ro- she's glowing and oh my she God, rolls she's just over. So happy. And he's gone. He's not there. No. And then no. she asks the innkeeper, and he's like, he told me to tell you that he went to go see Victoria because he knows he's who his sorry. true love is. And I he's sorry, but he wants to spend the rest of his life with her. And she's like, That's Are you sure? Thing. And he's like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then she just like she stops glowing and then she just starts walking dejectedly toward that wall. Towards the wall. Yeah. Which, like, how do you know where the wall is, my friend? She's an omniscient star. Whimsy, whimsy. Yeah. Um, and, the- and Tristan's mom sees yeah. her mm-hmm. and tries to get her attention. Can't Fails. do it. Mm-hmm. So then uh-huh. she knocks Sal out and she steals that carriage to go after her. And then zippy zappy. But first, we have to watch... Tristan, do a dumb. In Ready front of for that a fucking iconic scene. Yeah. Fucking iconic. Okay. Tell us so everything. Tristan gets there and he goes to throw a rock and then he's like, actually, no, I'll go. Knock. And so he goes and knocks door. on the door because now. boys throw rocks, men knock on doors. Yeah. And so he goes and knocks on the door. She comes out and she's like, Did you bring me a star? And so he fucking hands her this little hanky full of hair. And he then says, I found the star. Uh-huh. Yeah. I found the star. And okay. She's I, like, it's so small. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, it's just a piece of the star, like a, a token for your birthday. And she says, you know what? I don't want the star anyway. I know what I want. I know what I want. And then she and goes then, in to, and to he puts her arms around him. He, he grabs her. her and he dips her and then he says, you want to grow up and get over yourself and then drops her on the ground. Drops her. This was a bit far for me, Tristan. Okay. I don't know that you had to drop a bitch, but I'm also her. fine with it. Anyway, then but Humphrey. Before he dipped her, it was basically a, a It flip, was six inches. This was not. Yeah. 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 Then, he's, he's a strapping young lad now. Yeah, he can do things like that. Oh, and P.S. Listener, I said that man thing because Sir Ian McClellan at the start of it said this isn't a story about how Tristan like went from a baby to a boy. This is a story about how Tristan Thorne becomes a man. So that's what I'm saying. He's at the end. He's at the end of his hero's journey, and now he knocks on doors. Okay, <laughs> now Henry yes. Cavill Humphrey. Comes around that corner and he's like, "That is not Henry Cavill. No, that is the young, uglified. See, I tried to make this point earlier, and and I didn't, I didn't put it in your brain right. Isn't it astonishing? Wait, I'm getting, I'm literally pulling Are a picture up of him right now. Actually, <laughs> oh, it's Henry Cavill in an ugly blonde wig, and he's skinny. He hasn't started pumping those weights yet, and he's young." Anyway, he comes over and he's like, I think I'm going to do a swish swoosh sword on you. And Tristan's like on fucking guard, man. I got this. And then Henry Cavill Humphrey is like, oh, I suppose I don't want to fight you. Sabrina is still mouth agape about this. Yes. Isn't that wild? Yeah. What the and then he fuck? says, Humphrey, you have nothing to worry about anyway, because I don't want her. She's all yours. 
And then Sienna Miller is still on the ground. And she's like, why would I want this? It's just a bunch of dust. And he grabs the thing and all of this like meteor juice comes out of it. And so he's like, oh, no, if she comes over to this realm, I hated that. (laughs) Hated that. I don't know why, but I just had a visceral, I had a visceral (laughs) reaction to meteor juice. I I think, I don't don't like that at all. Okay. You know what? Sorry, where were we? That's fine. (laughs) He's like, oh no, if she crosses into this realm, she turns to dust. And he starts doing a a run to save her. He's doing a big dramatic run. He's doing a run. Tristan's mom is running with that caravan and yeah. like like his kidnapped uh, caravan crone in the back. And that Prince other asshole crone. is also coming. Yeah. And so is Queen Crone and Evain is almost there. Yeah. Almost there. And it's great because in the movie, like you see everybody coming from different directions. You have no idea who's going to get to her first because you have no idea of proximity. And then Tristan's mom grabs her and she's like, you can't go over there. You'll die. Meanwhile, the geriatric gatekeeper is like, OMG, I've never seen anybody from their side. This is new. And then he sees an all-out brawl because Ditchwater Sal breaks her way out of that yellow caravan. And she's like, I will murder you in the face. You are my, I have enslaved you. And then Queen Crone rolls up and she's like, OMG, I'm so glad that I found the star. Look at you. You need to come with me anyway because you don't care if you die regardless. And then Sal is like, who the fuck are you talking to? And Queen Crone is like, don't you dare talk to me like that. And then she does green fire on Ditchwater Sal's head. Does run around like a chicken with her head cut off for she a hot minute. She does. And I uh-huh. loved it. But guess what? Una is free. Una is Tristan's mom. By the way, I forgot. We forgot to oh, mention we this forgot earlier. to tell you. Yeah. So King mentions that the firstborn is his daughter, Una, mm-hmm. and she was kidnapped and stolen away, and she's up locked up somewhere. Or at the very beginning of the movie, she says to Daddy, before mm-hmm. they, you know, go to Bone Town and have to right. make Tristan, she's like, I'm a princess who's locked up. And he's like, he's well, all right, let me I get was... in that pussy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like, <laughs> whimsy, whimsy, whimsy. I actually don't care. <laughs> yeah, let's get wet. Yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we know. So Una is the long-lost daughter of the King of Stronghold. And so then Queen Crone is like, now I'm chaining you both magically together, and you're both coming with me. And steals them. To my scary then Queen Crone Possibly, castle. this is saying a lot, but this might be my one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Kristen's coming up to the wall, and he's about ready to just fucking bust past that gatekeeper. Yeah. Right? He's about ready to just fucking do it. And fucking gatekeeper is like, He's walking away with his chair and he's like, I don't care if you go over that wall. <laughs> no, go ahead. Fucking years. And I realized that I shouldn't be worried about keeping y'all out of there. Should have been worried about the people over there coming in here. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-mm. And he just fucks <laughs> off with his chair. Yeah. He he's like, ain't anymore. Fucking years of this and I'm out. Not doing it. Done. Fucking over. Not doing it. it. Fuck you. Fuck all of I'm out. So then Tristan goes over and I feel like he runs into Septimus. And Septimus is like, we have to go to Queen Crone's house. Not yet. No. What happens then? So we go, we end up at the Crone home. Okay. We have a lot of dramatic riding to get there in time. And Septimus, the prince asshole is sprinting. Tristan is 
grabs a horse off of the caravan and is oh, sprinting, and they're okay. going. Evane is so sad. We and we're at the Crone Home, and fucking Evane is so sad that she's not even stopping them no. from tying her up to the table. And then Tristan is there, and he's looking in a window. And then Prince Asshole comes up and puts a knife to his yeah. throat, and he's like, Let's "What are together. you doing here? No, what are you doing here?" Right, and that. Tristan says, I might ask you the same thing. And hmm. he zooms out. And Tristan has a dagger to Prince Asshole's stomach. <gasps> and then they're and like, let's they work together. to work together. Yeah. So then there's like a big fight inside, okay? And like, we don't have time to go into all the swish swooshes and the magics and stuff. We don't. But we let's don't. just say that like, that like. Tristan finds out that Una is his mom. Prince yes. Asshole is murdered by the crones. The mom slips him that white flower that white again. white flower into his lapel and then um tristan lets go of all the animals and the animals kill one of the sisters for revenge and then they kill prince asshole by drowning him but then you're right yeah queen crone but, uses but, you, his... but they so queen crone uses it like a clay voodoo-esque doll yep to control him and that's how she he dies and then he starts she starts using him to fight tristan mm-hmm. his dead body and like for she is a an exceptionally good fighter she's a good fighting, puppeteer using a clay yeah that's exactly it yeah like, impressive but then but it's he, fine because tristan does a does a big chandelier jump and he oh, ends up on all the of dais of note just because <laughs> this was very important to me Ooh. all of the brothers are together again and they're yeah. all like fuck there's never gonna be a king because we're all dead and uh-huh. now we're stuck here together forever yeah they can't move on Oof. until there's a new king <laughs> but it's okay but yeah then chandelier jump and then she she he starts fighting with queen crone but then she gets him on the ropes and he knows he's he's glowing she's glowing oh yeah claire danes is glowing hard yeah Uh but then queen crone has like a butcher knife to his his throat and then she looks over his shoulder and she sees her two dead sisters. And then she's just like, huh. I can't even do this anymore. And she cuts the rope and she makes like she's going to let him go. And so then she says specifically away. that youth and beauty feel meaningless without my sisters. And she's crying dramatically as they leave. And then she goes from to. Wait, can I can I read my note? <laughs> my note says, um. MP has change of heart. Let's go. And the next line says, jokes. She just wants to throw glass at them. <laughs> because <laughs> throughout the rest of the scene, Dramatic she like shatters all this shoom, shit at them. Shoom. And then, oh boy, yeah. we have a fucking Bryce Quinlan moment. Oh yeah, we do. Yes, we do. Fucking, look, Queen Crone's coming down the stairs to do a murderlate, yeah. and then Evade holds Tristan tight and tells him to close his and eyes. He says, and he says, she says, Danica, close your eyes. <laughs> That's what she says. And she, he does, and she's like, stars shine. shine. And, and then, then she, she does a shine explosion. The whole and whimsy, whimsy. I don't know where that Queen Crone went, but she's she gone. was obliterated. She's misted. She does. And the a- Ghost Brothers are. The ghost crystal is demon on her. And they're so happy. Well, and, and then she and, could, then, and she says oh, no, that she could shine that hard because wait, 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 her heart wait. isn't broken. Wait, wait. Because I had this wait. thought too. I was like, what the fuck, Yvain, Claire Danes? 
you could do this the whole time. And thankfully, Tristan but looks she her in the Can you can you let me finish my fucking sentence? <laughs> you monster. Because thankfully, Tristan had the same exact thought. And he looks at her and he's like, you could do that the whole time? And then she goes, no, I couldn't do that. I could only do that with you because a broken a star with a broken heart can't shine. But because my heart is so full, I can obliterate witches. And it's the best. And then they, like, kiss or something. And then he they're about to leave about with his leave, mom. And he picks up that necklace. And that necklace does turn back into a ruby. And the brothers are like, <laughs> oh, my God. And he's then the they king go now. shooting off into whatever. And guess what? He's they're, sweet, they're up to them, sitting on thrones. And it's a coronation. Down. And yeah. the pirates are there. And he he does the cutest little thing to the pirates because he like very softly looks at them and he's like, Arr. and like pulls his arm up and they're all like, Arr. yeah. And then and Robert then, De Niro winks you see very Captain and Humphrey at, are you even guys? listening to what I, can you hear me? <laughs> is my question now i can you did cut out for a second <laughs> and it's very important i was saying the same thing to you because robert de niro winks very meaningfully at henry cavill and i loved it um and then the mom comes over and she gives them a wedding gift and she says this is a gift for you and then she looks at them and she says well both of you and they open it, and it's a babbling candle. And it's so sweet. So then they rule for 80 years, and it's the best ruling that's ever happened. And then once their children are grown, and their grandchildren and their are grown, and everybody's happy. They because light a babbling candle. Because he, Sir Ian McClellan, McKellen says, no man can live forever except for a man who has the heart of a star, and Yvain gave hers to him fully. And so, yeah, they light that Babylon, that Babel cam- candle, and then they go live in the sky for the rest of eternity together. This is a perfect movie. This is a perfect romance. Yes, it's also a perfect and romance. And a perfect movie. Yeah. I have... No notes on this movie. Literally like nothing none. that would make this movie better. No, absolutely not. No, it's a this perfect is a movie. Perfect movie. The st- the cast is stacked. The writing is perfection. The acting is just no gifts, pristine. Yeah, all of like all of the shortcuts Although, no, are no, exactly right. Where'd Bernard go? What happened to Bernard? Oh, oh, I don't care. Whimsy, whimsy. Bernard just goes back and lives with his mom with those goats. I wouldn't. You remember his mom? Bernard would. Yeah, that's true. Think about who Bernard is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Sabrina, what's your lady love? My lady love is don't just settle for living in a house. Do what you need to make that house a home. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, because, like, I did the thing that I've always done everywhere I've ever lived where like I just get comfy and I unpack and I set my house up enough mm-hmm. that it's livable and there's parts of it that I really love and then parts of it that I wish were a little different and then I just leave it that way for the rest of my life until I move and 2024 is the year of making my house a home yeah 
Because it can be the easiest, cheapest little fix-em-ups. And it still makes your house so much more homey and comfy and yours. It should reflect you. Your space should reflect you. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, I would like to think it doesn't reflect me. I hear that. It is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think mine is get that estimate. You know, like the the project that you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, there's no way I can do it myself or like there's no way I want to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Get that estimate and see, you know, because like the front of our house is a hot mess and it has been the whole time, you know, and we finally finished the garage. The garage is everything that we wanted it to be. And like, you know, we we did some hardscaping around it even. And that was really exciting. And I don't have the estimate yet, but there is a chance that in the spring we might be able to just like fix the front of our house and then I can actually feel good about like planting stuff that I know I won't have to move because I know I'm going to have to move most of the stuff I already planted out there when Mm -hmm. we like, you know, tear up the walkway and stuff because it's cracked and like two different levels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So yeah, get, just find out. It might be within your reach, even if it seems like a daunting project that, like, you could never do or pay for, you know? Like, there's a really good chance that a professional could be like, this is a piece of cake and it'll be four days. Yeah. <laughs> and that's incredible. So, anyway. Our out. overall HB lady love today is love your home. Yeah. Yeah. Love I, your I love my home. And a lot of that is because, like, I painted a ceiling yellow, you know? Do whatever you want with your house. You don't know about my yellow ceiling? No. We have had phone calls in front of my yellow ceiling, Sabrina. <laughs> phone calls? Yeah, like FaceTimes. No, like FaceTimes. I swear to God we have. Huh. Maybe not. Anyway, I'll send you a picture of I'm, my yellow ceiling. I'm, it's the best. I'm observant. So love yourself, mm-hmm. keep being a badass, yeah, and love yourself as much as you love holding onto things because eventually they'll come back into fashion. There we go. Yeah, love yourself as much as you love saying Bobby De Niro just to squeak Sabrina out. <laughs> I love it so love much. Yourself. <laughs> love yourself as much as you love making it worse and referring to him exclusively as De Niers. <laughs> Just lean in, I think, is the answer. Yeah, just lean in. <laughs> love yourself as much as you love leaning in. And hate what you hate as much as you hate uh, meteor juice. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Heaving Bosoms is produced by us, Melody Carlisle and Sabrina Bradley. Editing is done by Melody Carlisle. Our theme music is by the incredible singer-songwriter Brittany Fonts, and our art is by ultra-talented author Kate Pryor. If you like our show, remember to follow us on your favorite podcast app, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, and of course, tell all your friends about us, even if they don't read romance. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at heavingbosomspodcast at gmail.com. 
If you want more of us, visit patreon.com slash heaving bosoms podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at heaving bosoms, on TikTok at heaving underscore bosoms, and in our Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. Head over to our website to sign up for our newsletter, get our reading embrace printable, and check out my audiobooks at heavingbosoms.com. All right, we'll be back next week with more swoons and snark. See you then.